This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is an exciting day here at Reality and Comics 2. I've got somebody from what I think is the best show on Bravo right now. It is really, it's giving it to me, okay? It's giving me everything I need. It's the best new show that they've had in years, and I am loving it. Y'all, I'm talking to Amir Lancaster today, who is from Summer House Martha's Vineyard, or you know, as I call it, Martha's House, and who Andy Cohen just named the hottest guy on Bravo, okay? I know that's right, Andy. Let me tell y'all something. He's even more attractive on those damn Zoom calls, okay? That smile, let me tell y'all, okay? But first, I'm going to get into the newest episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta and Summer House Martha's Vineyard. It was their finale, and boy, they did not disappoint, okay? Before you jump into this episode, drop down to the bottom of your screen or the top if you're on Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review. You know we love those. It's your new episode of Reality and Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you want some hilarious insight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or HBO's White Lotus or Euphoria. Well, you're in the right place. Grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. Before I throw it over to my interview with Amir, I can't wait for y'all to hear it. I want to talk about the newest episode of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay, so my plan, obviously, if you listen to the intro, I was going to talk about both the Atlanta Housewives and I was going to talk about the finale of Martha's Vineyard. But since I'm going to give y'all a lot of Martha's Vineyard right after this with Amir's interview... I'm just going to talk about Atlanta. The real reason is the power's gone out, child, in my whole city. Like, we, it was a big thunderstorm came through, a tornado in one part of the city. Uh, they say over 150,000 are without power and all this kind of stuff. If you follow me on social media, I've been struggling, okay? It's been a day and a half, okay? But that's all right. We're just going to talk about Atlanta because that I managed to watch on my phone at some point. You know, we, we had to prioritize Zeus because it is Sunday, okay? But... Once I got done with Zeus, I went over to Atlanta Housewives, and they tickled me, okay? I'm glad I watched. I didn't get to watch live, unfortunately, but I did get to watch, okay? So that's that's all that matters. Listen, that producer gagged the hell out of Sheree when he asked, so have you made a profit yet from Sheba Sheree? First of all, you know damn well Sheree has not made no damn profit yet off of She by Sheree. The fact that you asked her, that was the most disrespectful shit in the world. And the most delusional shit in the world was Sheree saying, uh, maybe by the end of the year. Okay, listen. <laughs> now look, I hate to be a Housewives historian here, but now we remember last season, Sheree told us she spent over a million dollars. A million dollars dollars on she by Shrey. now do anybody believe that no of course not but it's the numbers that we have okay it's the it's the evidence the math that we have that's what we go go with 
So I don't I don't think that Sheree has done a million in sales to get that money back to recuperate it and to start, you know, by the end of the year making that kind of money. I don't know, Sheree. I don't know about that. But you know what? One thing about Sheree that I love, we've all collectively just let Sheree kind of live in her delusion sometimes. So who am I to stop? Whatever the hell Sheree is talking about, okay? If she says she's going to make a profit by the end of the year, she's going to make a profit by the end of the year. I'm, I'm going to stick beside her, okay? She's one of my favorite confessionals on Bravo, so I'm going to stick beside her. Damn it, she's going to make a profit by the end of the year. Uh, That was all, you know, new clothes. That was a new collection, as she said, a new drop. Hashtag Ivy Park. So, I don't know. We just, we going to go with what Sheree said. But speaking of Sheree, Sheree and Candy. Let me tell y'all something. These kind of scenes are what the Atlanta Housewives are made of, okay? The fact, let, let's let go back in history. We had like, remember Kim and Phaedra going back and forth when they went on that uh that spa date. The whole group when uh Sheree said, "I don't see anything about Big Papa's in foreclosure," and then Nene got real tickled and uh, uh <laughs> Kim said, "Well, your husband's a criminal. He's not in jail or something like that." And uh Nene and Cynthia and, and Sheree were just as gagged as they want to be. Y'all remember? Uh, I forgot what season it was, but Mama Joyce and Phaedra, when Mama Joyce was at the dinner, she kept saying, yeah, Phaedra, he said he was coming up there to blow your ass up. That's what's going to happen. And every time she said it, Kenya started laughing. Yeah, because he, no, he said he was coming up there and he was going to blow your ass up. No, because he said, look, he said when he was coming up there, he was going to find you and he was going to blow your ass up. And Kenya started laughing. This is the kind of stuff that the Atlanta Housewives are made out of, okay? Claudia versus Needy, Puerto Rico, okay? Your clit has left your body. This is off the runway, darling. You got uh, a pack of Roman noodles on your head. See, this is this is the stuff that the Atlanta Housewives is made of. I was not expecting all of this with this scene between Sheree and Candy, but let me tell you something. I hollered the entire scene because I couldn't tell who had the upper hand on who, but... I'm going to go ahead and say it. In terms of being equally yoked, this was a pretty equally yoked battle, okay? This was this was pretty equally yoked, but I got to give it to Sheree. Sheree kind of won this battle. Sheree had a few more than Candy was ready for. Now, y'all know Sheree, when it comes to uh, going head-to-head, -head, Sheree is not the one to play with. Now, she be ready for them confessionals especially, but when you really let her get on her game and then, like, get it off the top of her dome... Whoo, that can be a little vicious sometimes. She either end up stuttering or she give you exactly what she need. And this time, Sheree kind of gave us what we needed. Her and Candy met up for a nature walk because she texts Candy. She said, okay, look, we didn't get to talk about the brunch. You know, we didn't really get to resolve our issues. There's a couple things I want to talk to you about. Can we meet up later this week? And Candy's like, of course we can meet medalists. We, you know, let's, come on, let's talk about it. Yada, yada, yada. So they meet up for a nature walk. Sheree has killed uh, Fozzie Bear for that coat. And she, she didn't put Fozzie Bear on to come meet Candy. Candy got on, like, you know, one of them tag sweatsuits and stuff like that. They talking about this coat the whole time. They start walking one way. Then Sheree, because Sheree got on heels for a nature walk. She said, girl, let's go and sit at this bench. So they start walking the whole opposite direction, back where they cars were. I know that's right, Sheree. Sheree said, I'm going to give y'all pretty, and then I'm going to give y'all nothing at all. Get the fuck out of my face. I know that's right, Sheree. This scene quickly descended into darkness and madness, and I loved every minute of it. Sheree brings up the fact that, in her words, Candy on other platforms bringing up her business in negative ways. And Candy having, like, you know, such a big platform, and, you know, you should be more conscious about what you say, and, you know, yada, 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 what she's been saying all season, basically. Um, Sheree, let me tell you something. It gets to a part where they're going back and forth. You know, the jabs haven't started flowing yet, but it gets to a point where Sheree starts talking about everything that went on with this website. Because, you know, Candy is making nothing but valid points. She's like, well, we tried to get on there. We couldn't get nothing. And, you know, I just don't believe that that site crashed like that and all this. You know, saying everything that we've been saying on the Internet, okay? Didn't know about Everybody was ready to buy them a little piece of she by Sheree, even as high as that shit was, because, you know, Sheree had that stuff, you try to get a sweatshirt, I think one of them sweatshirts was like 170 something dollars, like Sheree, BFFR, 
like immediately, please. Because I, I don't know what Sheree thought this was. It definitely wasn't that. But Sheree started talking about the website. Oh, well, you know, this is how they had to do a whole like Dorit montage, as Emily calls it. <laughs> a whole little montage of her talking and explaining stuff. And Candy face didn't change it all. You know, Candy, when she, okay. You know, that face she had, she, okay. And she just had that face looking at you like, I know you lying, but. Child, I'm going to let you finish. I don't really give a damn. Come on, what you got to say, girl? Sheree, Sheree, look, you sounded a little crazy talking about that damn website. I'm sorry, but nobody believes that. What we believe is you had this collection that they made like the day of because your designer backed out. Then when it was time to actually put this stuff on the website, you didn't have anything. So you were still waiting. The clothes weren't there as promised. So you had the, the website crash. They had to build you a whole nother store, all this kind of stuff. And then you started selling that stuff because, child, nothing that we wanted was on their website. By that, I mean none of the clothes we saw on TV, on the actual fashion show. Like, we were seeing that stuff. We were like, okay, I can see myself in there. Ooh, my booty will be sitting in there. Ooh, now that's nice twin. I like that. Ooh, yeah, let's get that right there. We'll get that together. Ooh, we'll put that with our Avid Park jump. No, we won't. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we were seeing some stuff on the TV that we loved. But then when it came to the stuff on the website, we were like, hmm, this, this looks familiar except with a Shiba Shiray logo on it. So it... Whatever, Sheree. You know, you you managed to get it going at some point. Whatever. We just go. We gonna leave that alone. The part when they start kind of getting a little heated, they going back and forth. That shit was funny as fuck. <laughs> Sheree, <laughs> Sheree told Candy, "I definitely don't come for you for fashion advice, so you should leave me the fuck alone." When it cut, well, she didn't say that, but you got to read between the lines. Sheree kind of ate Candy up. Candy said, "You know, she, Candy got in that she by Sheen line that was hilarious." Uh, Sheree had the line of the episode where she said. I bought things in your store. I could only wash them once. Candy said, well, at least you can get them. Listen, y'all were going in, and that shit was funny as fuck. That is the reason we love Atlanta right there, okay? Some shade that don't destroy families. This some little light shade, some little uh, uh, after-lunch shade where you can go back to being best friends afterwards. We love this kind of shit, okay? Girl, I bought things in your store I could only wash once. If that ain't some... Ooh, wait... If that ain't some Sheree Whitfield shade right there, I don't know what it is. Ch I don't know. Um, what is it about Todd trying to get Drew in this movie with Candy and watch them kitty click? I don't know what's going on, but I'ma watch the movie because you know I listen. Now I don't know if it's gonna be. Oh, this gonna sound so shady. I don't know if his movie gonna go to theaters. Or if it's going to go to like to Tubi or like BT Plus. But I got both of them apps. So I'm going to watch it, you know, wherever it go. I'm going to support it. I'm, you know, I, child of Drew and Candy on there doing nasty stuff. You know, I, I don't want to see all that. But I'm going to watch it anyway, child, because I'm going to support a friend, okay? Speaking of Drew, though, this new confessional look that Drew has, Kaya of the Bravo We're Black podcast, she kind of, and the Blow uh podcast, you know, y'all be on the lookout for that. I was the first guest, and um, she kind of warned me. She said, this new look that Drew has, she actually pulls it off. When she described it, I said, I know you fucking lying, but she actually does pull it off. Drew has like this, uh, this kind of like Aurora Monroe, you know, Storm X-Men kind of mullet. Y'all know when Storm had that mullet, but then she had on like this Teresa Giudice zebra top to go with it. It worked on Drew. Drew is really becoming one of the fashion girls, and I really, I, I love that for her. I love that journey. Hair be laid nowadays, despite, listen, Marlo does not want to see it for Drew, but Drew be eating the girls up sometime, I fear. I'm sorry to tell y'all, but Drew be eating it up. She be eating it up. Whew, we, this, this is basically Drew's episode because we spent a lot of time at this, uh, this video shoot. And they had a skating ring. I don't know if they were at Cascade, you know, or somewhere else. You know, this wasn't ATL, but, you know, a little piece of big booty Judy might have been around the corner. We don't know. But it was, you know, it, it was a fun little shoot. You know, Sonya was there. Courtney was there, of course. Cousin Courtney. Courtney ain't going to miss a damn thing. She going to shoot. She trying to get that peach. Kenya was there. It was a good little look. Who was there that cracked me up, though, was Dr. Contessa from Married to Medicine. I said, what is Contessa? 
Tessa doing here? This is like the fifth reality TV show since Tessa stopped being on Marriage to Medicine that I've seen her on. Because y'all know she was on last season of uh, Love and Marriage Huntsville. She popped up at uh, Destiny, you know, Destiny uh, Payton from Love and Marriage Huntsville. She had her big store reopening and Dr. Contessa and Scott was there. Honestly, I don't blame uh, Contessa for being at this photo shoot or this video shoot, whatever. She was probably trying to skate away from Scott. Child, you know, we learned too much about Scott. Yeah, it's time to skate away from his ass. Um, The end of the episode was good. I liked all of this. The first of all, the phone call, I don't know why Marlo took it upon herself to read the hell out of Drew in this phone call. When Drew wasn't saying what she wanted, Drew was saying she wanted an apology and all like that. Marlo gave it to her. But you know Drew, Drew not gonna let nothing go real easy. Drew keep going and going and going and going. Marlo hung up that phone and Marlo read the hell out of Drew and it was... It was hilarious, I fear. I'm sorry, Drew. It was hilarious. That lady called you bad about it. She, uh, uh, that lady called you everything but a child of God, and I, I really hate that for you, but it was funny. Drew, just make sure you come back to the reunion and you get your lick back, okay? Get your lick back from Marlo, because I, you know, I'm I'm firmly team Drew on most things because I love me some Drew Sedora. People were not feeling Drew at first. They did not want to see it for Drew, but I love Drew on this show. And so, Drew, I need you to come to this reunion and get your lick back, okay? You still got some times. Come with your reads ready. You got to say some, uh, what did King used to say? A felon with a lisp. You got to come with that kind of stuff because that was hilarious when King said it. So you really got to kind of come with your stuff. Uh, This blind date. I like this guy for Marlo. You know, we only, mm, shit, this is, mm, mm, this is real kind of shady to say. We only associate one kind of man with Marlo. So, it's good to kind of see her with a different kind of guy. And I'm going to leave it at that. I liked it. It was a good, uh, you know, th they was love after lockup because they both, you know, been down a couple times. The longest stretch was six months for both of them. Uh, love that for y'all. Love that for y'all. Y'all have been redeemed. And y'all are looking forward. I don't know if that was his restaurant she went to or what it was, but he was a chef. They was cooking things for her. She loved all the food and the drinks. So, listen, anybody that can get me fatter, that's a win for me, baby. I'm I'm, I'm here for it. Marlo, I hope you work out. I hope you're still seeing that man from time to time. I love it. Looks like next week we get to see a little more of Kenya's man, who I've been really wanting to see some more of because... That's what I've been waiting on. I want to see how this is going to develop between her and because she announced that man at the beginning of the season, so they're still together. And I love that for her. Handsome guy, rich guy, that's all that matters. <laughs> Hopefully, treats her well, but that's, that's third. Okay. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to this interview that I did with Amir from Summer House, Amir Lancaster. I love this conversation. He's going to gag y'all a couple of times because he does not hold back. He tells us all the tea we want to know about the show. The finale was just last night, so go watch the finale and then listen to this interview. It is amazing. I wanted to tip y'all off, though. For the first couple of minutes, like, I've I've cleaned up the audio, like, as much as I can. We had a couple of audio issues, like, within the first maybe, like, four minutes of the audio, but it cleans up, like, itself pretty quickly. So just if you can get past those, like, couple of minutes, then you're all good. Let me throw it over to Amir. Amir, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I can't complain. I'm I'm anxious to talk to you. We've all been my my listeners have been like begging me to get some summer house Martha's Vineyard people on here because we all are obsessed with the show right now. So I thought you'd be the perfect person to talk to. I'm I'm happy you reached out. Absolutely. Uh, so let's let's talk about your upbringing a little bit. Were you born and bred in Austin or, you know, did you wind up there because of real estate? Like we all know there've been like tons of reality shows kind of focusing around Austin. So we know it's a booming city right now. So how'd you wind up there? Uh, so basically I ended up winding up here just because I went to the university down the road. Um, Austin was never a place that was on my radar. Um, I actually thought about moving to Colorado or Oregon. I'm someone who loves to be in the outdoors. And so I did not want to spend any more summers here than I had to. Um, mm -hmm. But I went and lived in Chicago for a little bit, jumped around um, after graduating and working a corporate sales job. 
and just found that Austin was the one place where like, you know, it was small enough that I didn't feel like, you know, I was a little fish in a big pond, but it was still big enough to the point where it had everything that I needed. Yeah. Kind of speaking of your upbringing, I'm curious about interacting with the other cast because y'all had like some pretty, you know, nuanced and deep conversations on the show. I'm wondering, were there ever times where, uh, and you know, I wonder this about, you know, a lot of different reality TV people, like, mm-hmm. especially when people are coming from across the globe to kind of meet in one place. And mm-hmm. right. uh, was there ever a time where you felt like, I don't know, for like a lack of better words, like out of place amongst the group? Or did you feel like you fit in like like a glove? Like was everyone welcoming and just a natural friendship formed? Yeah, honestly, it was more of a natural friendship. I mean, coming into the house, I was obviously very um, weary. I was like, you know, I'm going to be out of place. I'm just I might not be like everyone else. And then ultimately, as the vacation went on, I just realized that, like, you know, I was in my own head and that as these conversations are going you know, I had input, I had a place in them and things to add to it. Whereas, you know, before the house, I was like, dang, like, am I going to be able to speak on any experiences that I've had that they've had this and that? Uh, Before we kind of jump into the show, I kind of want to talk about your relationship with reality TV. Uh, First off, are you a fan of reality TV, like at all? And if so, like, what was your kind of reality TV? Because, you know, we have competition shows we've got like the home improvement shows we've got the ensemble cast like you're a part of like what was your your right. niche reality tv a little bit of it all you know as i've kind of gotten older it's kind of changed um you know i grew mm-hmm. up watching a lot of hgtv that was my shit um yep. and then as i became a single adult i watched a lot of dating shows and then okay. as i started vacationing a little bit i started watching like you know summer house martha's vineyard um they're not Martha Smith Summer House Hamptons mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm kind of all over the place when it comes to like my experience and what I've consumed from TV perspective nice well okay you said dating show so I've got to ask because you know it's the summertime and we're all obsessed with it are you a Love Island person <laughs> you know I'm actually not a Love Island person just ah. because like I, I don't know I just I, I want something with a little sense and I feel like Love Island is just a conglomeration of beautiful people with not a whole yeah. lot going on upstairs. <laughs> you might I, I've watched a lot of seasons. You actually might be right about that. So I won't I won't <laughs> push back too much on that. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're great people. Yeah, I'm, I, I've gotten a, t- a chance to talk to a couple of them and they're like all super nice people. So, yeah. Right. Uh, I assume, though, uh, that HGTV, since you're in real estate, like, did that actually play a part into, like, why you wanted to go into real estate? Like, watching, you know, stuff you saw on the channel, or was there another reason? Uh, No, so HGTV was kind of, it was kind of, I would say, the catalyst for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always wanted to do something like Fix or Flip, um, List It or Love It, you know, something like that. I thought that would be cool, but it wasn't something that I was like, this is my mission. I've, like, dead set on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I got into real estate was just because moving to Austin, I'm such a social person that I started making so many friends and I wanted to have more of an impact in my community. And if I was going to work, if we're set to work for the rest of our lives, I wanted to do something where like what I do makes a difference to someone, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not worried about a bottom dollar. I'm not worried about trying to push something that someone doesn't need. Uh, because a corporation wants me to, I want to make a difference. And so that's what got me into real estate. Nice. I love to hear that. A lot. Most people are chasing the dollar now. So it's always refreshing right. to hear people, you know, talking about they're actually following their passion. So nice. Right. Um, You said that you watched the original Summer House before, you know, actually becoming mm-hmm. a part of the franchise. Did you need to be convinced, like, to join this show? And if so, who convinced you? Um. You know, I did need a little bit of convincing just because I had done reality TV auditions before in the past. Mm. And I was just, I felt like everyone is just so fixated on, you know, single people. And I just didn't want my reputation to be built around my singleness. Yeah. And so I was more so like, you know, I'm, I don't really want to do like when they first approached me, first couple of questions I had is like, do you care if I'm single or not? Because I, okay. I, want, I wanted to know if, like, you know, are you interested in my story and, like, who I am and, like, what I bring? Or are you just wanting me to sleep with someone? And after a couple of conversations with the, the casting directors, um, they were, like, honestly, like, we just love who you are. And so, yeah, it took a little bit of convincing from them. But once they told me, they were, like, you know, we just want to share Black excellence and the levels of Black excellence that 
there are. I know Preston's going to bite me in the ass for saying that. But... <laughs> I was about to say, all right now. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Did uh, anybody like from the summer, like the original, the Hamptons version, mm-hmm. did any of them like offer any kind of advice before y'all jumped in on this journey, whether it's before you guys started filming or like after when y'all started doing promo or anything like that? Not really. I mean, I feel like until Bravo really announced us and said like, we have something here, I really mm. didn't get any notoriety from other Bravo liberties. So okay, um, I, I talked with Jason um, from Winterhouse, and mm-hmm. he gave me a little bit of insight, but it wasn't a whole lot. It was more of just like him calming my nerves when I got back from uh, filming. But okay. outside of that, you know, no one really took any notice to me until the show aired. And then they were like, oh, hey, what's up? Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> they need to make sure you're actually going to be a part of the Bravo family first, I guess. Okay. Right. Makes sense. That that kind of uh, makes me wonder, though, if, you know, you guys get the opportunity, would y'all be down to do a winter house, like mixing in with the other cast and kind of doing that one week thing? You know, that would, that's my dream is like, I've always, because I'm a summer house fan, I'm obviously a winter house fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like winter house just because I like to snowboard and I love the okay. winter season. So I, when we were uh, when we were in when we were sh- shooting this past year um, last summer, I dropped a lot of bombs that I, I would want or a lot of notes that I would want to, you know, be on Winterhouse if there's ever an opportunity. And hopefully they're still listening, but you never know. Nice. I, I mean, I feel like now it's the perfect opportunity because y'all are another summer house. And I think this upcoming season of Winterhouse, we're getting like some family karma people. We're getting below deck. So, I mean, I oh, feel like y'all crazy. will be a nat- yeah, I feel like y'all will be a natural fit. So there we go. Let's put it out there. Manifest it for you. Manifesting. Uh, did you uh specifically watch any like other, besides like Summer House, like any of the like Bravo shows that like they're kind of known for like the Real Housewives and, you know, that kind of stuff, Project Runway or any of that? Not really. Uh, just because I've always been so busy that if I wasn't watching sports or, you know, putting my head in between books, like I wasn't really watching TV. Um, gotcha. But now that I've been a part of the Bravo world and I've gotten to know these people, I started to, you know, pick up on some of the shows. But mm-hmm. to go back from day one, Vanderpump. Vanderpump is the one that I have watched. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, okay. Now, see, so you just opened a can of worms for yourself a little bit because <laughs> now I got to ask, like, what are your thoughts on the reunion? We just got past that explosive Scandaval reunion. Tom Sandoval was in a hot seat all three episodes. Raquel came out. What were your thoughts about that whole situation in general? I think Sandoval deserved absolutely every ounce of everything that he came, that, that he had coming at him. Uh, I think Schwartz probably should have caught a little bit more heat just because agree you know, that's your, that that's your boy like mm-hmm. he, you can't you can't pretend like you didn't know granted he did what he had to do in terms of bro code but like i think the ladies definitely should have emphasized um his shortcomings with his contributions to that uh but that that three-part reunion was insane Ooh, well I, last question about them and then we'll uh kind of jump into the show some did you watch it like as it was airing on Bravo or did you watch like uncensored on Peacock? Uncensored on Peacock. There you go. Correct yeah. answer. <laughs> that's, the, that, that's the best version. Oh, yes, absolutely. I've got to let's kind of jump into the show a little bit because I know yeah. people are anxious to kind of uh, to talk about it. And they've been, you know, one of the things I've been getting the most as a podcaster, and I know all my other friends that are podcasters too in this like community, they've been wanting to know everything about the show. They want to hear more from you guys because they are, they're loving it. They think you guys came out of the gate swinging and I agree with them. Kind of tell us how you uh, became to be friends with this group of people. So my intro to the group was actually through Nick. Um, You know, we're in the same, we're in the same space on social media, fashion and fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we kind of just got connected that way. And he just reached out to me and was like, Hey man, uh, you know, we, we stayed connected for a little bit. Is this something that you would want to do? Come on this vacation with me and some friends. And I was like, yeah, why not? Well, I love that. There we go. We got Nick to thank for you being on the show. So there we yeah. go. What did you uh, think about the whole him not telling everyone that he had a girlfriend for a good portion of the episodes? And did you know that he had a girlfriend before? No, that? I, I didn't know that I had a girlfriend just because again, <laughs> our, our relationship is very social media surface. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't like, you know, we were boys, we were ride or die, calling each other every night, talking about life. Like I knew what I knew. And mm-hmm. so whenever he announced it to the house, I was kind of like, 
what? <laughs> but at the same time, I know Nick's intentions and I know he's a good human. So I know he didn't mean anything like, you know, malicious by it, especially mm-hmm. towards the relationship. And yeah. I was just more so like kind of side eyeing because I was like, now, why would you go and do that? Right. But, <laughs> but he's a good dude. And I think he just honestly wanted the opportunity to get to know everyone in the house and kind of just like it wasn't something that was important. He knew he wasn't going to pursue anything with everyone, anyone. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, why, why disclose? Okay. All right. I know that's been, that was a, a hot issue, you know, when that first episode <laughs> oh, first yeah. aired. So yeah. <laughs> um, Who do you keep in touch with now? Like now that y'all are done filming, like, have you like formed some really deep friendship that y'all like, you know, talk pretty often. Is there anyone you're like actively avoiding? Like how's the relationships with people? No, I, I would say my relationship with everyone is pretty, pretty good. Pretty tight. Um, I'm really close with the boys in the house. I feel like after the the trip, you know, obviously we got closer just because it's the boys, me, Nick, Alex, Preston. I talked to Preston probably every day, every other day. Talk to Nick and okay. Alex. I talk to Nick every day. Um, Alex every now and then whenever he's you know stepping out of place of meditation. Right. Okay. Uh, let's I, let's kind of jump into one of what ended up we didn't know was one of your biggest moments of the season, but we found out the next episode, and it's kind of that. Uh, the splat between Mariah and Bria. So obviously, (laughs) obviously they got into like a, you know, they got into a big kind of beef on the show because someone put some doggy items in the wash. You know, I don't know who that was, but you know, with the towels and all that kind of stuff. So of course the next episode, it was revealed, you know, you revealed it to the cast that it was you. Everyone was kind of laughing and stuff. Great moment. Like kind of looking back on it, how do you react to this situation and how it played out? Cause I know there was a little, like scuttlebutt on social media too about yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone's got their opinions on the way that they think you should have handled something. Mm-hmm. Uh, hindsight, you know, is my that, that's my favorite phrase. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, in that moment, I probably should have been more vocal towards the girls. I know um, that I, the guys, were, we were all sitting on the stairwell there, and I had mentioned to them, you know, that it was me, and I was like, should I say something? And I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were like, Bro, it's too far gone. I don't really remember that situation. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things happen when alcohol and exhaustion are in the mix, you know? Mm-hmm. So looking back on it and just seeing that moment, I probably should have been a little bit more vocal, but it was just one of those things where I was like, for what? Like, they're just going to keep going at each other. And if I say something, it's they still have beef with each other. Yeah. Did you feel kind of like in that moment that there was more to it than just the the washer stuff like did you feel like mariah and bria kind of were going to butt heads regardless of that situation absolutely and i think um as the show would go on too uh if mariah had stayed there would have just been more tension um just because you know milo is a a big point of contention for mariah Mm -hmm. and so i think if it wouldn't have been that it would have been one of the episodes milo took a shit downstairs under the pool table Mariah yeah. probably had something to say about that, and that would have been a catalyst instead, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if it wasn't one thing, it was potentially going to be another. Granted, do I own my my contribution towards that? Absolutely. But um, it, it happened. It is what it is. There you go. Uh, I'm I'm curious, you know, Mariah kind of took to online uh, because I think on Watch What Happens Live, I don't know if that was where it was, or but I know you apologized to Bria and she right. was upset that like she didn't get an apology. Right. Have you guys spoken since filming's wrapped at all? No, nah, we, we texted and she looked for that apology, but I'm very much someone like if you force me or you come at me in a, in a sideways kind of way asking mm-hmm. for something, I, I'm stubborn and I'm I'm arrogant and so i'm not going to give you what you want and so yeah. she, she basically wanted me to kind of just make it my fault as though she was the reason that was the reason she left and i was like you know i will admit that i contributed to it but mm-hmm. i also need you to own like you know what you did in the house and how the relationships that you had um also were reasons that you left and so, yeah, she she shot me a text and it didn't go the way that we both thought it would. And so mm. it's uh, it's not good between us. Oh, oh, that's OK. So, you know, we're all, you know, praying for a season two, obviously, two, three, yeah. four, five of this show. <laughs> uh, if <laughs> if uh, Mariah were to come back next season, do you think you guys would squash it, be OK? Or do you think that might be 
Ooh, a little sore, like a little sour patch in there. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be a sour patch, but I'm someone who, you know, I don't want anything that I've done to impact other people. So I'd mm-hmm. probably make it a point to have the conversation. Now, if it's something where she's just going to continue to question me and throw shade at me, then I have no problem just letting her existence be her existence and my existence being my existence and mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, we don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's a summer house. You know, I don't, I don't want that. We're all sharing a very small space together. So we'll see. We'll see. Stay tuned. We're, we're praying for a season two. So there we go. Bria, speaking of kind of muddy waters, though, Bria and Shanice invited their friend Phil to stay in yeah. the house. And his stay was, you know, it was a very short stay, but it was pretty impactful. Like that was a, you know, <laughs> that was one of the, the moments on, that had social media on fire. Uh, you and him almost got into it because of the way he was speaking to other cast members. What was it about that moment that really kind of triggered you? Because I know you spoke about like bullying in the past and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's it was really that for me. I'm just not someone who is okay with that. I mean, it would it would have been one thing if, you know, it was ha ha he he. But like, I didn't know him. A lot of the other people in the house didn't know him. And we had already kind of been on edge just from everything that had already happened. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was so quick to react, even though I, I kind of sat there for a little bit, seeing if someone else would handle the situation and see if other people would stand up for themselves and be like, you know, what you're saying is kind of fucked up. Like, you just need to call yourself a knight, da 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 And no mm-hmm. one was saying anything. And so when I saw him step up to Alex, I was like, no, nah, you're definitely not going to do that. Like, because yeah. Alex is a non-confrontational person and mm-hmm. I'm all about the smoke. Like, I don't care if you're big, small, <laughs> all wide. I, I, I'll give you smoke if you want it um and so when that happened i was just like i just saw red and i was like i gotta so if someone's if no one's gonna stand up to him i will well that makes me kind of wonder too if you know we get this season two what do you think the likelihood of phil being invited back by anybody on the cast to come back on the show (laughs) i think i think it's a burned bridge for him just because of Mm -hmm. you know the way he left there wasn't any apologies there wasn't any like you know sincerity and like anything and so i think everyone's just kind of kind of want that to not come back yeah because i don't even think bria and shanice are team phil anymore are they i think yeah off that train too (laughs) oh boy but just to kind of you know be clear and put it out there if there is a season two you're definitely in like would there need to be any kind of you know recasting done in your mind or would you like want the same exact group back for season two Honestly, I'd want the same exact group back for season two. I think mm-hmm. it'd be cool for all of us to have the opportunity to bring a little bit more friends out there. Yeah. Um, you know, Summer House, Hamptons, they get the opportunity to bring people in and out, throw these really cool parties. We were kind of in some weird times, COVID times. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's still on the tail end of that. So I think if we were honestly able to integrate a little bit more of our personal lives into that, um, that would be really cool. But at the end of the day, you know, there isn't really anyone else that I would want to go through that experience with. I love that. I hope we get to see some, like some of y'all actually bring your friends in too. Like right. that would be, that'd be a great situation. Uh, it's kind of speaking of friendships, we've kind of seen you and Jordan's friendship, like over the season, almost kind of toe a line between friendship and getting to know each other better for, you know, maybe possibly something else at the time. Sure. Where does your friendship with Jordan stand today? Like, obviously we know, you know, we follow you on social media. So right. we all know that you're, you're in a relationship now, happy and that kind of stuff. So I don't want to shake the table or anything, but anything <laughs> you could say about that situation. No, we're friends. I mean, it's always going to be love with her. I mean, there's no ill will. One thing that we talked about um, as the show was wrapping was kind of like, where do we move forward from things? Um, and we were just kind of like, you know, it's, it's friends. Like there isn't anything that she wanted to pursue romantically. And at the end of the day, I got that. And I was just mm-hmm. like, all right, that's that's fine. I'm glad there's no no ill will there. No, so absolutely that, not. Absolutely. Okay. Not. Perfect. Do you guys ever like speak outside of that, or it was like last summer kind of really the only time y'all? Were uh, occasionally, when it has to do with like the group and stuff, or kind of like what's going on in lives, uh, mm-hmm. most of it's in uh, a majority of a group setting. Uh, but okay. occasionally, we'll kind of have conversations and just kind of have quick chat, and then it'll be done. Okay, I was literally just about to ask too. Is there a summer house Martha's Vineyard group chat? I <laughs> uh, there was, and then there wasn't, and then there is. It's I mean, mm, okay. I think it's kind of unfolded with everyone. It's just been it's been chaotic. Um, a lot of people have taken some things personally. 
Uh, some people are just kind of it clicking up. So some people aren't fans of certain couples. So it's just it's happening like that. Oh, I was gonna I'm I'm gonna ask about that. So yeah. Um <laughs> so that 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 kind of makes me wonder if you know maybe the group chat started off with everyone and then a new group chat formed with maybe a few less people. <laughs> uh not that I'm a part of. Um okay. All I know is the group chat is still the group chat. I had left it for a little bit just because mm. there wasn't anything that was happening in it. And anytime yeah. you know someone said something, it kind of just sparked text arguments. Um, and gotcha. so I was like, I was like, if we're not going to be a family, then there's no point in like being in here. Cause I, I don't need the drama. <laughs> yeah. Unnecessary. I got you. Uh, well, we kind of spoke about your girlfriend a little while ago, but, um, I'm kind of curious, you know, we saw Bria bring Simon into the house for like a week. If you know, when, when I'll say when season two happens, are you going to try to bring her into the house for a week too? Because I know as a viewer, like. I I had no interest in Simon like joining the show. I was like, why is he coming right. here? That would annoy me so much if I was in the house and this guy right. is coming for a week who I don't know and stuff like that. But once we actually the viewers got to know him, I kind of loved Simon. Like he had good energy from what it seemed like at least. It seemed like he had oh. really good energy and stuff. So with one, uh, what did you think of Simon? And then two, would you be interested in like bringing your girlfriend into the house too for you know an extended period of time? That's a really good question. I'll answer the Simon thing first. I love okay. Simon coming in. I'm someone, until you do me wrong, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. That's mm-hmm. that's just how I've always been. Even if I hear something with you, I'll kind of keep you at arm's distance, but I'm still give you that benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And so the way Bria talked to him, talked about him in the house, I was like, this guy sounds like a stand-up guy. Like, why wouldn't I? And I really personally didn't care as long as he was going to contribute in a way that was like, you know, he wasn't adding to anything. He was more mm-hmm. so like, providing a, a safe space for Bria and it was someone that could also help her watch Milo or, you know, contribute to grocery costs, things like that. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's who I am. Um, in terms of my girlfriend, I really don't know just because of the, the chaos. I don't really <laughs> want her to be involved with that. Um, I know how women can get, if I do, it'll probably be something um, very short, just like for an event or towards the end of it or like a season finale, or just that way everyone can meet her. Um, but I don't think that I would want her to stay for a week. I don't, it's a conversation her and I will have to have. Okay. Now I've, uh, this, this is a little bit of a shady question, but obviously when Simon came, he gave y'all all those watches. Right. One, do you still have the watch? And two, was it real? <laughs> yes. I, <laughs> it was I have, real. Okay. Yeah, they, they were real. And it was, it was cool. He actually gave me two watches just because I needed something to match with my blue fits and then I needed a black watch. And he was like, you know, I'm gonna hook mm. you up. Just shout me out on social. And I was like, got you. Nice. So he's a, like, he's a watch dealer. Like he, one of the guys like goes to homes for people and like shows them a collection and lets them buy whatever they want. <laughs> uh, yeah. Something like that. I, I think he has like an <laughs> online store. Uh, okay. So maybe not, maybe not as Flintstones as, you know, knocking <laughs> on a door and being like, do you have five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's go uh, back to Jordan for a second, because that penultimate episode where Alex makes a joke and it kind of seemed to really uh, trigger Jordan in a way, uh, your name was brought up and you kind of came in, you know, you hadn't heard like the first half of the conversation. So you kind of came in and then you were kind of brought into the situation from your perspective, what happened in that moment? Because everybody seemed to be kind of triggered for their own reasons and reacting for their own reasons. Yeah, I think what happened was it was after the Rosé Day. Everyone was tired. Everyone was either drunk or coming off of being drunk. And mm-hmm. so, you know, for Jordan, I feel like she was a shaken up soda. And the Rosé and Alex's comments and whatever was going on in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, that lid kind of popped off a little bit mm-hmm. um, because of all the things that she had been feeling. I 100% think Jordan was right in a way that she had been sexualized. Um, Mm. I think as a society, we kind of just say sexualization is this, but for Mm. Jordan, it's, it, it, she can define it as whatever she wants. So Mm -hmm. me calling dibs the first episode and saying like, you know, this is someone I'm interested in, in a very facetious way, not necessarily like claiming her as property felt made her feel like she was being sexualized. Then who who am I to say that that's not sexualization? Mm -hmm. If Alex's remarks were something that made her feel unseen 
and just as you know a female object who am i to say that that's not that you know yeah and i'm wondering too uh about like because i know in that moment you had to like kind of step away and you're like okay i don't want to like deal with yeah. this for a second and i was wondering in my mind because i you know i've been watching reality TV for so long I always have like my producer hat on instead of like just enjoying the show aspect. But right. <laughs> my mind, I was wondering, I was like, I wonder if he thinks that like this is going to like look bad with, the, you know, like with the fans watching, like this is going right. to like make portray him in a certain way. Or why did you think like, why did you really like take step away and kind of make that call? Yeah, that was that was more so for me, just because, you know, I'm someone who tries to move within righteousness i'm trying to be i, I want to be as wholesome as possible and that's me genuinely mm-hmm. um and so for me to have upset her by making my intentions clear and pursuing her i was just kind of like i'm damned if i do i'm damned if i don't you mm-hmm. know um and so it was more so me stepping away to take a breath because i knew that i was gonna get heated and i would have said things that probably would have just added to that fire and mm-hmm. so that was me just being a mature male adult and saying you know what you're right i'm sorry i need a second and then just like taking that beat at the time of this recording the explosive finale hasn't aired yet so i know you can't like you know talk too much about that but can you tease it a bit for the people that like you know this will come out on monday so for the people that are going to watch it on peacock or the yeah. live plus three viewers was the altercation between bria and summer like so intense that you don't think one of them will be back next summer no, this honestly, summer, I guess. <laughs> honestly, I think that there's opportunity for them to rebound. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, again, it was just when you put people in a house for that long and you drink that much and <laughs> you sleep that little, everyone mm-hmm. is a shaken up soda can. Even yeah. Summer, she was in the house for a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think everyone is just bound to have their moments where they explode. and. Thankfully, I believe that the toothpaste for them can get put back into the can, but okay. that's not the case for other people. Oh, wow. Okay. Man, I wish, I'm I'm assuming, we know the answer to this because, you know, us Bravo sleuths, we know, you right. know when stuff is taping and stuff like that, but I'm assuming there's no word on a reunion for season one or anything like that. You know, I wish, and I think it's one of those things where uh, the Bravo gods are just kind of making sure that the investment is worth it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now I'm just hanging out in Austin and working. Yeah. We, we all kind of assume, but I mean, there's a hope sometimes they do like a, you know, kind of a last minute watch what happens live where they invite a lot of cast members to kind that of sit up awesome. there. And yeah, I, we would love that. And plus I, it's, you know, don't, you know, think it's an indication about season two or anything, because oh, there are sure. a lot of shows season one, don't get a reunion, then go on to be on there for 15 years. So right. just is what it is. I'm, we're hoping though, we're hoping for, you know, some kind of reunion where we can get a little bit of closure, but if not, then Bravo, hurry up and pick up the camera so we can see what's going on <laughs> season two. Love that. Um, You kind of mentioned it before, but it's kind of the, the last thing I want to get your thoughts on uh, the Coopers. Yeah. So the Coopers have been kind of, uh, for those that don't know, Silas and Jasmine, they've been kind of heavily criticized on social media as the episodes air like each week, kind of like increasingly so because we're seeing a lot more of their private moments and moments for within sure. a group and stuff like that. So you're obviously around them more than the viewers are. Right. Was there anything that like you saw on camera that made you kind of understand where the viewers like frustrations were coming from? Or do you think that they're kind of getting a bad rap? Like, that's not really the Jasmine and Silas that you saw and interacted with. I think it's a 50-50. I think that there were things that, you know, frustrated me, but that's just their marriage. That's the way that they have their dynamic set up. Mm -hmm. My relationship is completely different. You know, I don't, we don't have set roles. She is not female roles and I'm not male roles like yeah. you know if I'm hungry I'm gonna cook if she's hungry she's gonna cook mm-hmm. if laundry needs to be done I do laundry if laundry needs if her laundry needs to be done she does it mm-hmm. um and so I think in today's society where women are just as independent as men kind of that um old school layout of mm-hmm. what a marriage should be is kind of frustrating for people I think they missed a lot of beautiful moments that Silas and Jasmine had mm-hmm. um they honestly are like a full couple. And I think that's what a lot of people need to remember is like marriages and relationships aren't perfect. Yeah. And so like, there's going to be arguing, there's going to be differences. 
he's not the type to ever put his hands on her. Uh-huh. They're just they have differences, and that's okay. Yeah. Are they two that uh, you keep in contact with, like every now and then, or is that really kind of? No, nah, unfortunately not. The when the whole Mariah thing came out and everyone started kind of mm. taking sides on, you know, who they thought was right or wrong. I wasn't looking to be right. I was just yeah. looking to not be the center of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they decided to take a side, uh, which I understand because they have long loyalty to Mariah, mm-hmm. and so ever since then it's just kind of been. Um, shaky waters gotcha yeah i'm wondering then if that means like a season two if that's gonna shift the well i know it'll shift the dynamic obviously but i wonder if it'll shift like who actually is going to host it this year or will there need to be a host at all because it seems like there's a lot of kind of contention amongst the group now yeah i i really don't know what's in store for us just because there there's a lot of chess pieces to be moved and mm-hmm. a lot of things that are happening um so I do know if there is a season two, it'll definitely be something that's um, interesting. Oof. Well, there we go. Amir, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I've loved this conversation. I think you've given uh, all the watchers of the show kind of a little more perspective. And man, if this doesn't get people hungry for a season two, I don't know what will. So thank Absolutely. you for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Oh, wow. You sat through that entire episode? Well, aren't you special? You deserve a treat. Why don't you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave me a five-star rating and review for free. Need to contact me? Email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast at realitycomics2. That's T-O-O. Reality and Comics 2 is a Cloud 10 and iHeartMedia podcast. This is Kendrick, and I'll see you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.